So today, <clears throat> today we take a break from the Good Story series. And I get to preach what is on my heart. And I'll share with you, my heart has been heavy the last couple of weeks. My sermon today is entitled, Does God Love Me More? Does God love me more? And it is a question I first began to wrestle with a good many years back when I read a book by Francis Chan entitled Crazy Love. And I don't know if you have read any of Chan's books. One of our adult classes just studied uh, Crazy Love here, just I think this year, completed the first couple of months, completed that study. I've heard great things about that. But let me encourage you to get this book and to read it. Uh, it's not that you'll like it, but you'll be glad you read it. It will challenge you to your very core. So this week, I've been thinking about a question that came out of chapter 3 of that book and shook me the first time I read it and every time since. And I, I'm going to share it with you this morning. Are we in love with God or just His stuff? Are we in love with God or just His stuff? Because in some ways, it may be more difficult, stay with me on this, for those of us who live in the United States of America to love God than for those who live in third world countries, for example. Now, you may think that's completely backwards. I mean, it should be easier for us to love God because God has blessed us with so much more. Certainly, there's no doubt about that. But the Bible says every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, James chapter 1. Every good thing you have came from God. Do you believe that? Do you believe all of your blessings come from God, all of your resources, all of your assets, all of your resources and food and clothing and shelter and and do you believe that we're richly blessed I once preached a sermon series entitled how to be rich not how to get rich because we're all already rich but how to be rich and compared with everyone else in the world, any one of us would be considered rich. And the Bible says that every gift comes from God. Here's the way Jesus said it in Matthew 7. He said, which of you, if his son asked for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? 
all the good stuff comes from God. It's not really ours. We don't deserve it. We're not going to keep it. But God blesses us with these huge blessings, and we are grateful. So here's the question I have for you. And this is the one that's kind of been bouncing around in my heart the last couple of weeks. Does God love us more than he loves the people in third world countries? Does he? No question about it, he blesses us more. Does God love us more than he loves the people in third world countries? Let, let, let me ask you this. Does God love you more than he loves the people we see on TV every day in Ukraine who've lost their homes, who lost their fathers and children and maybe even their country? Does he love us more? Does he love us more? Does he love you more than the people in Afghanistan that were holding on to the wheel, to the wheels of those airplanes that were taking off there as Afghanistan was falling? Who wanted to flee that country by the hundreds and the thousands? Does he love you more? We don't hear much about Afghanistan now. World Vision says the hunger crisis in Afghanistan currently forces parents to sell children for food. Does he love you more than those who face starvation? According to a report from the United Nations food agencies around the world, 815 million people regularly go to bed hungry every day. And that doesn't count any teenage boys that you have who would go to bed hungry if they just came from the table. I mean, these people really are hungry. Do you go to bed hungry? Does that mean he loves you more than he loves them? So Francis Chan asked, did, did you ever wonder if you're in love with God or just his stuff? Would it be as easy to love God if we lived in a country where we weren't as rich as we are in this one? And I think that's a question that everybody has to answer for themselves. And I think you may be surprised at the answer. About 10 or 12 years ago, we had a missionary couple. Their name was Ken and Vicki Conway from El Salvador visit with us here at Heritage. Had some relatives here in the church. And I was doubly blessed to spend some time with Ken learning about the work there, especially the part where periodically 
They build a brick home for one of their families to live in. Just give it to them. Now that raises an eyebrow. How's that for missionary work? Build you a brick home. Most of the families in their village live in what is really just a tin shed with a dirt floor. That looked like a good rental property. Now, lest you think how good it would be to have someone build you a brick home, you should know that this brick home is about 400 square feet. Most of us have rooms in our homes that are bigger than 400 square feet. And in comparison to our brick homes, it doesn't even begin to compare. It has none of the amenities the most basic homes in our community have. But it's a huge blessing for them. Can't you see how it would be? Now the question is, and, and stay with me right here, the question is, as that home is given to that family, and we helped give some of those homes to those families, we bought the brick and the tin and the materials, and somebody else built, built the house, but we furnished several of those, I think. As the home is given to that family, did we just make it more difficult for them to love God? Or did we make it easier? Because there seems to be a correlation between how materially blessed we are and how difficult it is to love God and put Him first in our lives. More materially blessed we are, the tougher that choice is. Back to Francis Chan's question. Did you ever wonder if you're in love with God or just his stuff? Let me ask this question. I've been thinking about this this week as I've watched the news reports as people, women and children arriving at the border, going into Poland, out of Ukraine, with nothing not much hope, perhaps, of seeing husbands and dads and brothers and grandfathers again. Everything's gone. What would it take in the way of a disaster for you to completely start over again? Can you imagine some kind of disaster that would cause you to totally start over again, completely? I mean, if your home burned down, this morning while you're here. Don't, don't leave. I think it's all right. But if it, if it completely burned to the ground with nothing left, would you have everything stripped away and have to start over again? Well, for most of us, besides our bank accounts and savings and other things that didn't burn in the house, we have insurance that would cover the cost of the house and even the possessions, and in many cases, even the cost of being displaced. 
would pay for the hotel you live in while your home is built back. Would we suffer? Of course. And would it be trying and difficult? Yes, it would. But for most of us, it, it, it will be difficult to remember a time when everything was stripped away and we were helpless. I had a man in my office once visiting with him who had spent the last several years in prison. And he made this comment, I'll never forget it. He said, Jim, everything I owned fit in a box this big, and I didn't own the box. That's having it stripped away and getting back to the basics. It can be easy, and this is why I'm saying this, I'm just waving a flag here. It can be easy to lose God and the sense of his love in the midst of our wealth. For me, is that not true for you? In the Old Testament, the story of Job challenges most of us to say the least. Job was blessed like most of us are. He had wealth, he had health, he had big family. In Job 1, beginning in verse 6, one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your hands. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Well, if you know the rest of the story, you know that he lost all of that wealth. And then he lost most of his family. And then he lost his health. But through it all, he held on to his faith in God and his love for the Lord. I, I can't read that story without wondering if I would be able to remotely approach that attitude. Are we in love with God or just his stuff? Now, let me, let me make this question a little more practical this morning. If you don't want to be haunted by this, you need to quit listening for the next two minutes because this will get, get in you. Here's the question. John Piper, well-known theologian, preacher, and author, 
ask this question. The critical question for our generation and for every generation is this. If you could have heaven with no sickness and with all the friends you ever had on earth and all the food you ever liked and all the leisure activities you ever enjoyed and all the natural beauties you ever saw, all the physical pleasures you have ever tasted and no human conflict or natural disasters, could you be satisfied with heaven if Christ were not there? Oops. That's a tough one. I mean, we could, we, we, yeah, yeah, but is that not asking the question, are we in love with God or just his stuff? You see, when you begin to boil it all down, it's a serious question. Do we love God? I don't need to ask if we love his stuff. Do we love God? And do we even start to love him with the crazy, nutty love he has for us? There was a man in the Bible who faced this very question one time. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all contain his story. Here's how Luke tells the story. Luke 18, beginning in verse 18. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I've kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with men is possible with God. This man answered the question. Are you in love with God or just his stuff? He answered it. And the advantage that those people living in that tin hut in El Salvador have, and the advantage that the guy in prison had, was that it didn't take them as long to think about it. because there wasn't much there. What if this guy, what if the guy in Luke 18 had sold everything and given to the poor and followed Jesus? What would his peers have called him? There's a word for that kind of behavior, for what it is considered by the world. 
It's crazy. It's crazy. He'd been called crazy, and that would be crazy love. Now, anybody that saw that would have been drawn to this guy. You might question his sanity. You might make fun of his stupidity. But deep down inside, there would be something saying, wow, I'd like to know someone worth more than my stuff. Matthew 5, 16, Jesus said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Crazy love is being salt and light and the aroma of Christ. How are you doing? How are you doing? Are you in love with God or just His stuff? And as we bring this to a close, let me, let me share a verse that's meant a lot to me uh, through the years. It comes out of Hosea chapter 6. In verse 6, the prophet is speaking as God here. This is the oracle of God, the Word of God. And so God said, I don't want your sacrifices. I want your love. I don't want your offerings. I want you to know me. You see, love starts in the heart. Jesus replied once in Matthew 22, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. It's crazy love. Are we in love with God or just His stuff? We need to figure that one out. I'm going to work on that for a while. I don't know if you are or not, but I am. I'm still working on it. And I, as long as this Ukraine thing is going on, I'm sure it'll be, I'll be reminded of it every day. It's really time to begin to learn to love God. Don't tell me you've never asked yourself, do I really love God? Hosea 6, 6, I don't want your sacrifices. I want your love. I don't want your offerings. I want you to know me. So here's your assignment for this week. I'm going to give you a phrase I want you to ask. I want to ask you to include it in your prayers this week. This phrase. We'll put it on the screen. I want to love you more. I want to love you more and know you better. Can we pray that this week? I want to love you more and know you better. Say it with me, church. I want to love you more and know you better. Let's say it again. I want to love you more and know you better. Don't let a day go by this week that you don't include that request in at least one prayer. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we have been to you time and time again about Ukraine, and we're here again.
asking, Father, for you to continue to be at work in helping those people. And Father, most of all, we just pray for peace. Holy Father, we want so much to understand your love for us that we've talked about here this morning. God, as I ponder these scriptures today, I find myself challenged to consider whether I've ever loved you like I should. But I really want to. God, help me to love my stuff less and you more. Help me to wade through the distractions and truly focus on you and my relationship with you. I want to love you more and know you better. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.